What's up, guys? Welcome back to another playoff special edition of the Warning Track Podcast on Impact 89 FM. I'm your host, Zach Sardenik, here with co-hosts Michael Markoch, Jared Ramsey, Darren Baydoon, and Liam Jackson back joining us again. We're here to break down middle of the championship series. Today is Thursday, October 15th. It's about 4.30 p.m. on the East Coast here in East Lansing. And we're just going to kind of break these down. First, to start it off, guys, just what are you guys seeing from this series since the last time we talked? Things that you expected to see or things you didn't? Well, the, uh, go ahead. Yep, thanks, go. Uh, I was going to say, well, the one thing that I'm slightly surprised is just how even though they have scored first in every game in, their, in the series against the Rays, the Astros' bats have just absolutely gone cold just I mean frozen cold especially with runners in scoring position in this series I think there was a stat that I I think they had had what two or three games where they had they left 10 guys or more on base in each of those games it's like that's like something I don't think that had ever happened before in like a championship series or something like that I mean it's pretty just considering how hot because the reason why I had kept Houston as my pick. It's just because of how hot their bats have been to start to throughout this postseason so far. And just for them to go absolutely cold, uh, you know, it's kind of, I don't know. It's a little bit, it's a little bit surprising to me, but also, I mean, listen, Tampa, they've been in every, even though, even when Houston's hit, you know, been able to hit balls hard, it seems like they've had the best, they've had the perfect positioning every time, you know, their outfielders have played great defensively in this series. And I think that, you know, Tampa just, they've just done all the little things right and they've had good pitching and they've been able to you know even though Houston has scored first they've been able to come back on them in every game so you know they're showing their bona fides right now yeah to build off of that I think that's kind of a testament to how good this race pitching staff is from top to bottom uh they've had they've uh treaded out plethora of guys glass now morton um, Yarborough came out of the bullpen and threw five innings in game two. Um, they just really had a plan to attack the Astros um, as a team from the mound, and they're really executing it properly. Correa and Springer, who both hit over 400 in the ALDS with four home runs, um, they're both hitting sub 250. Springer got a home run last night, but that was really the first pop that um, – that was shown from the middle of the lineup from the Astros. Yeah, I would like, I would probably turn my attention over to the other series actually, because I think what's been kind of surprising to me is how, how poor the Dodgers bullpen has been. I mean, they've, I mean, especially in like, so in games one and game two, both games that the Braves won, it's been, I mean, like game two wasn't as much, but like game one, it was a one, one game going into the ninth inning and they gave up what, like four or five runs in the ninth inning. And, they just couldn't get out of it. And they kept – I think I remember putting something in the chat or something saying, like, the pitch McGee threw to Albies was – I mean, I've seen high schoolers who get hit home run on that pitch. I mean, it's just – that was, that was like, historically bad. And I just – I was kind of surprised with how the Braves have just came out. And, you know, what? they're not scared of the Dodgers. They don't – they don't act scared. Now, I mean, they got bludgeoned last night. But, you know, but I think they've been playing really, really well. Their pitching has been holding up, again, besides last night. But – I think they have a real chance to win this series. I think tonight will be very key. But honestly, that's been my surprise of this. These two series has been just kind of how the Braves have came out and their offense has exploded, unlike the first two series where they only scored like, like 10 runs and 
the entire two series. So, uh, yeah, I think the 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 Rays uh, pitching Rays pitching advantage in this series is, um, and even throughout the whole playoffs has been a huge huge plus for him. And they got Alvarado back last night. Uh, it was his first time he pitched in over almost two months, I think, maybe over two months. So just another big arm they can throw out there. And, um, yeah, I think that uh, the the rotation and uh, giving getting Alvarado back and, and mixing that with Nick Anderson and Castillo and all them, uh, just it's tough for uh, – once they get a lead late in the game, they're pretty good at closing it down and finishing it off. Yeah, to touch a little bit – on a little bit on both series it's kind of the you guys pretty much said a lot of what I was thinking but to kind of piggyback off of the Astros they just it started with a lot of bad luck early in the series I mean there was a game I think it was game two where Alex Bregman his softest hit ball was a or was 98 miles an hour off the bat and he went 0 for 5. And Dusty Baker said it after that game. He said, we're not looking for exit speed. We're looking for exit hits. And they just, nothing was going their way. The problem is, in a seven-game series, if nothing goes your way for the first three games, you're in big trouble. And I don't even know that something like a 15-run explosion like the Dodgers had last night would be enough to get the Astros through. Now, they definitely have all the talent that they could get through there. They have the talent. They have the experience. We've talked about before. All these guys were good before those scandals. These guys are talented players. And if they're able to – I don't think they will, but if they can push this to seven games, it's going to be really interesting on game seven, which I believe it would be Sunday night. Yeah, they were, uh, they were, it would, I think it would be Saturday night, I believe. Yeah, but Saturday they, night. They were, they were talking to, they were interviewing Dusty Baker on the broadcast. I, I can't remember if it was like last night or two nights ago or something. And how he was just talking about that exact thing of how like the Astros are like scorching the ball, but they're hitting it right at the Rays. And like how Kevin Kiermeyer out in center field makes two ridiculous catches in like the first three innings. And it's just like, there's nothing you can do about that. That's baseball. And you know how he, he said he was going up to Altuve and basically saying, you know what, you got to let it go. Like it's baseball. You got to come back the next day and you got to play. And eventually the, the tides turn. It's, you know, it's math. It's how it works. So eventually those, those balls are going to land, but can they land soon enough? And last night they were landing. So, I mean, you know, we'll see. And even with them landing last night, it was still, they had to grind out a four to three win. And that kind of, with the grinding and with the way that these series are set up with no travel days. I mean, I think it was the Braves manager last night that said that they were in a better position after last night's game than if they would have lost in a seven to five grind because they got to rest all of their top relievers. I mean, Pablo Sandoval came in and played first base in the third inning. Well, yeah. Well, I think that was actually smart. Like you get, you get your players out of there. Like they got Freeman out of there. They got Acuna out of there. You just, you just, Wash it, you know, you just pretend, you know what, they got it, they got us tonight, but I'm not risking my star players getting hurt. I thought that was a genius move. Um, and I think, I mean, who knows? I mean, maybe, I mean, because it's kind of like a mini rest day. I mean, they only played like three innings. Each only had like one at bat. So, I mean, that's kind of a slight advantage kind of to Atlanta too. I mean, 
I would say so, except for the fact that I think the Dodgers did the same thing with a lot of their guys. Um, so I think the biggest part's going to pull into the, the bullpen for the Braves without having to use that. And the Braves are already up two to one in the series. And this kind of, we can kind of take this into our next segment here. Just what are you guys seeing or what do you guys get predicting for like the games tonight and the games, the rest of this series going on, just things to watch and storylines to look for. I think for the Dodgers and well, Dodgers, I think you're Kershaw coming back from that, getting scratched yesterday, how quickly he can recover from that. And if, uh, if they can, if he goes out and pitches well, and they can even that series up and, um, I think that offense, that lineup is just scary. So as long as he can go out there and pitch a nice, uh, give him a quality start, they can get right back in the series. And even maybe I might give them the advantage after tonight. Yeah, I'm going to – I agree with Liam. I think Kershaw's start tonight is the pivotal moment of the entire series. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Atlanta bounces back after the, getting embarrassed yesterday. I mean – it's not often that a team hits the over by themselves in the top of the first inning, and the Dodgers did that yesterday. So we'll see how they bounce back mentally. Um, the Dodgers should honestly be up 2-1 in this series. In my opinion, they, uh, they made some poor managerial choices at the end of game one, which led to uh, the Braves' scoring outburst. But if you take Trennan out of the game, and you go to your main dudes in the bullpen, you go to Baez, or you go to Jen, Jansen early. I don't think th- I don't think the Braves uh, have that scoring barrage in the ninth inning, and I, and I think the Dodgers are up 2-1, looking to go up 3-1 with Kershaw. So I think the Braves should be very happy with where they're at right now. Um, their bats have been hot all series. Um, so they just need to – uh, put the pitching together tonight. Um, hope that they can scratch a few runs off Kershaw, get him out of the game early. Uh, I'm going to go Dodgers tonight, but I think it'll be a good game. Yeah, no, I would agree. I'll agree with both Liam and Jerry on that. I mean, this is, you know, this is a game that, you know, the critics of Clint Kershaw will look at and be like, well, all right, what's he going to come out and do? Is he going to come out and step up and be the ace that, you know, has he's been for the Dodgers for years, or is he going to have one of his, you know, infamous playoff chokes or, or something like that? Or is he going to, you know, not have a great start and just further that narrative? I mean, it's pivotal. I mean, you're right. It is pivotal. I mean, listen, if the Dodgers win, they even end up at 2-2. And then all of a sudden you're looking at, if you're the Braves, you know, then you're looking at really, you know, in terms of, you know, Max Fried and Ian Anderson have already pitched in this series. I mean, you're really testing with the injuries that they've accumulated in their pitching staff prior to the playoffs. You're really about to test in a seven-game series just how, how, you know, how deep and how, you know, how good that, you know, rotation can be with the guys that you have in there. And with the Dodgers, obviously we know we know how we know how deep overall that team is, um, pitching wise. Although their relievers hadn't played well up till this point, uh, at least up till when you know they just absolutely, you know, went nuclear yesterday. <laughs> uh, but no, I think yeah, I think this is going to be pivotal. I think that if the Dodgers win this game, I honestly would probably take them the best in a best two out of three. Uh, you know, which is which is what the series will turn into. But if Kershaw can't win. Whether it's, you know, if he just, you know, even if he play, pitches well, but if they just can't pull it out, then, you know what, I'm, I'll take Atlanta. I'll take Atlanta. Get, it'll be up 3-1. I'll take Atlanta get in the next, you know, in, in five or maybe six. Yeah, I'll agree. I kind of agree with Darren on that. I mean, you got to think about 
the Barbarians are at the gate for Clayton Kershaw tonight. I mean, this is this is him trying to exercise all of those playoff demons from years past and coming off of a scratch start, and he hasn't pitched in a little while. I mean, this is this is his moment, and you know, with everyone watching, and if he loses tonight, their season's probably over. And I just think it's, I mean, it's just going to be so exciting to see because it's just again like this is like his, I mean, it's his moment. This is his chance to finally prove that he can not choke in the playoffs and pitch well in a playoff game. And then, I mean, as for the other series, just to touch on that, since, you know, we haven't really hit on that one yet. I, what I, what I really would want to see is if the Astros win tonight, do the Rays begin to panic? Because when you have a team that's coming back from 3-0 like this, okay, they get one, you're like, all right, you know what? It's hard to sweep. It, it is. In professional sports, it's hard to sweep. Then all of a sudden, like, and you're not the experienced team. The Astros are the experienced team. And all of a sudden, okay, oh, they got another one. And all of a sudden, like, okay. Like, and once it goes to game seven, you're done. You lose. And I just, I think, when does the panic start to creep in with the Rays? Can, can Cash keep the players' composure low? Can he keep them, you know, one game at a time? And just, you know what, like, you know, don't don't think about you need the one. Just go out there and play ball and just go win the game. Don't worry about, you know, the series. But I don't know, it'll be interesting to see because when the experienced team is the one coming from behind, that's kind of – that's usually where it tends to be bad. I'll say the, to come off that mic too. I, it, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if the Rays – because the thing is, is that the Rays, they're just so they're, – they're a team of the franchise that so often – they aren't. They maybe aren't flashy, but they're so fundamentally sound in so many ways. Like the Rays are not a team I feel like that is going to lose this series because they beat themselves. You know, what I mean, like they. Just, I don't know. It's. I think the pre- I mean, if the Astros get if the Astros get get it tonight, it. You know, obviously it's something they'll think about. Although, I don't know. I still feel like the pressure is going to have to be on Houston just because I still feel like Tampa's going to – they're still going to know, like, all right, listen, we're not going to – listen, we don't make mistakes. If they beat us, they're going to beat – they have to beat us. Like, we're not going to be a team that beats ourselves. So, Houston – obviously, you know, Houston has to win. So, I mean, obviously the pressure – they have – they're, they're going to have pressure. But, um, I don't know. I think – you know, I think Tampa – I don't think if – I think they should be um, – I think they'll probably be from a mindset. I think they could be all right. Now, granted, if they do start making some mistakes, then that, that could turn very interesting. If they then start to maybe, if they accumulate a few, you know, someone from their team gets the yips or, or something like that. Cause then, then that could, you know, that could be, that could turn the series, you know, then that could, that could be, a, then that turns to a different conversation at that point. Yeah. I think you saw that with Minnesota in the first round, Houston in game one, Houston did not look like they were going to be – they looked like what they were the entire regular season at the begin, for most of game one. They were losing, and then as soon as that one ball was thrown away, it gave Houston life, and then all of a sudden their bats came to life, and they were dropping 11 runs on Oakland in the next series because they remembered how to, how to play. And once you get them down, Altuve seems to be in his own head as an infielder right now, and that's really hurting him. But – it hasn't affected him at the plate yet. And if he can get going and if they can get him going and back into it defensively, these games have all been close. I mean, the biggest margin of victory for the Rays so far was 
in game three, and it was five to two. And if I remember correctly, they scored all five of those runs in one inning. So, yeah, the Rays, I was just going to say, the Rays have been very streaky in the series. They've only scored on um, first, which is a good thing, but it's also those bats don't stay hot. It could be very bad. It could be. My only worry, and that's been with the Astros in trying to pull something like this is, when you need to do this, you need those pitchers. And I don't know that they have enough pitching. Like, this isn't the Astros team that last year, as you guys mentioned, could run out Verlander, Cole, Granke. You don't have that. You've got Framber Valdez, you've got McCullers, you've got Uriquity, and you've got Granke. And then tonight they're starting um, Luis Garcia. Luis Garcia. So you've got that all – settled in but it's just I don't know it's going to be very interesting to watch and we will see how that one turns out so I'm oh, sorry no you go I ahead was, I was gonna say Joe when you say uh their bats uh are streaky I was like I they're they really only have one person in their lineup that's been consistent that's a Rosarena other than that I, I'm looking right now no one's even no one on their team has an OPS over 750 other than a Rosarena who's up at uh, 1350. It's really just he's really been their sole uh, source of offense this series, this whole playoffs, really. But uh, the only one that's been consistent, Margot had that game, was that game one or game two? He had three on home or made that play. That was his game. And other than that, no one's really, no one has really done much at the plate other than Rosarino. Yeah, tonight's game between the Rays and Astros might be an ugly one. Um, both teams are. Uh... Well, the Rays are starting one of their long relievers. Uh, they're going with John Curtis, who was, who was good in his role. He is not their go-to long reliever by any means, but he was solid um, this year. And then the Rays are trotting out uh, rookie Luis Garcia, who hasn't pitched, uh, who hasn't started a game in over two months. So if tonight's the night that both teams' bats could get really hot, or someone's going to become a postseason legend. So it'll be interesting. No, yeah, I feel like, you know, this is – in terms of the pitching depth, especially for Houston, this is, this is where we see, you know, having to play for a fifth day in a row is, could really take its toll in terms of the guys that they'll have available to do that. Because I feel like, yeah, I'll agree. I feel like for this game, I feel like Houston – I mean, just because I don't – and I don't know who's going to be – who all's going to be available. They need to hit. They got to hit. Like, I feel like this is this has to be the game where they have to get their offense back to the level that was against them, you know, against – like it was against Oakland. Because if they if they don't do that, I don't know. I'm not going to – you know, if I have to bet on pitching right now, I'll bet on Tampa. So, I think, you know, I think it's imperative for their basket hot tonight. That's the funny thing that I think, like, about this year is, like, even with the expanded postseason rosters and these teams knew how these series were going to work. You're going to have to play seven games in seven days. And yet they didn't – bring more starting pitchers or they just threw them in the bullpen and tried to make them relievers. And to me, like, I mean, I understand some of them just you, sometimes you don't have more than three, you know, starting pitchers and that's the case, but that was what made teams like, you know, like the Indians so interesting was they would have had like five starters that they could have thrown at, thrown it, thrown at you. And they were going to be better than the other guy you were going to throw on the other end. And now all of a sudden we're seeing with these teams where now they're trying to piece this together. And I mean, honestly, like the, both the American league teams, it's like, yeah, I mean, you're, you're out of pitchers right now and you, 
you know, if you're the Rays, you want to get this done as fast as possible because you don't want to have to use Snell again tomorrow. So, I mean, it's just, you know, you got to, you got to end it. Yeah. Well, actually, I think that helps Tampa because, I mean, they've been a team that's made it accustomed to both, like to have bullpen games. Like they have guys that are used to going out there, you know, for maybe not necessarily for two or three games in a row, maybe, but they have guys that are going out there and are used to coming in and pitching for, you know, three more innings or something like that, like Yarborough or some of their other guys. So like, because of that, I feel like in a situation like this, just because they have relievers who they know they can trust to go out there and pitch multiple innings, you know, if necessary, you know, multiple times, you know, in a situation like that, that I think that definitely would favor Tampa. I would agree. I think that it's going to be really interesting. Moving into our next little piece here, I'm going to just kind of, we can all just kind of go around and say real quickly why we think this, but what do you think would make out of these the most interesting World Series matchup? Not who you think is going to win or anything like that. And what would be the most interesting storylines? Well, to me, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the pick that I've had, and I'm gonna say it's the Dodgers versus the Astros, just because again, obvious reasons. It's if we're talking about just interesting, if we're talking about a series that's going to, you know, captivate the the general public the most to watch it, it's gonna be from you know the rematch from three years ago where Houston is in terms of when their cheating scandal was thought to be at its most prominent, you know, coming in and getting the rematch and get, having the having to face the Dodgers again and then people wanting the Dodgers just to destroy them. And it's like, I feel like that's, that's going to be the most talk because that's everyone's going to look back at that series and, you know, Houston's Sheen scandal is going to be right back at the forefront again, despite the fact that they would have been they're back in the world series after all that is supposedly now over, which, you know, I guess for them is like, Hey, we didn't need to do it. You know, we're still good. We're good enough to do it. Hey, look at us, you know, stop yelling at us for this anymore. And then the Dodgers are, you know, everyone's just going to, again, want the Dodgers just to, you know, beat the crap out of them. So I think that was to me, not that any other series can't be interesting, but if we're talking about what's going to be talked about the most, uh, to me, I don't think it's very close to Dodgers. I don't think, I think, to me, it's Dodgers Astros, and I don't think it's much closer after that. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that's, I mean, storyline wise, yeah, I mean, that's. What what's there to be said? I mean, that's clearly the 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 number one series that almost anyone wants to see. Whether you know whether you like baseball or not, you want to see that. But I'll I'll shift gears. I'd actually kind of I think the Rays Braves could be really fun because those are two really well managed teams with with talent with superstar talent on each of their rosters, and they're just they're fundamentally sound fun teams. Like they're just. They're teams I enjoy watching. Like whenever, like during the season, I would, you know, find the Braves on. It's like the Braves are just, they're a fun team. They have fun playing baseball and same with the Rays. And they're kind of two teams that have kind of been trying to find their way the last few years. And for them kind of both to break through at the same time would, I think would make kind of a really fun series. Yeah. I'm going to have to agree with you. I was, I uh, think the, the Dodgers Astros would be the funniest for sure. Especially if the Dodgers swept them. I would absolutely love to see it. But I think that the Rays-Braves has a lot of potential to be an amazing series. Um, like you said, there's star power on both sides, but it's it's different types of star power. That the Braves are smash-mouth offense um, with superstars like Freeman, Acuna, and Albies, 
whereas the Rays manufacture runs and they rely on their starting pitching. So I think just seeing Acuna, Albies, and Freeman just having to go up against that starting pitching night in, night out, see how they adjust, that'll be really interesting to see. And um, I think Acuna, maybe besides Tatis, Acuna is the most – he's the one that enjoys being under the lights the most, being under the spotlight. So I think if Acuna gets there, he's going to put on a show in the World Series. I'm not, I would any series out of these any combination of these four teams would be fun to watch. But I'm gonna go with uh, agree with Darren. I think uh, Astros Dodgers would be the most interesting for me. Like even when they played in the regular season, they had fans uh, come out, and I think the Astros even they had like a a fake bus like a bus that was wasn't their team in it, so the the fans could harass them. But then their team went a different way than they usually do. And it's just a lot of bad blood between those teams. And I think um, I think that would be the best for baseball, uh, viewership-wise and storyline-wise. It would help out a lot. I think a lot more people would tune into that than any other combination of teams. I definitely agree, especially in a time where almost every sport right now is down on ratings. Um, the NBA's ratings were way down. Uh, the NFL's ratings have been down for a little bit, I believe. And just like in general, like in terms of just for straight ratings purposes, I think I definitely agree that it'd be Astros Dodgers. In terms of style of play, I mean, when you guys have touched a little bit on the Braves making it, I want to see Rays Dodgers, I think. I just, as much as I don't want the Dodgers to make it because I don't like, um, I like rooting for the story and the Dodgers making it is a story in terms of them getting there and trying to finally win one, but I'm not a, not usually a chalk guy, but then I'll go on and say that as I say that I want to see the two number one seeds play. But I think that the, the Rays, it's high payroll versus low payroll. It's aces versus some bullpen guys, but also the A's. We talk about them with bullpen guys, but they've got some – real good arms in their top three as well. So I think it'd be a really interesting to see that lineup of the Dodgers that have just the juggernaut lineup with Betts and Bellinger and Muncie and all of those guys, Justin Turner, Corey Seager, you can go on and on and on versus the top three of the Rays in terms of starters with Snell, Glasnow and Morton, but also the bullpen guys, Nick Anderson's phenomenal in the back end of the Rays bullpen and it'd be really interesting, I think. So one more thing before we sign off for this uh, mid-series edition and before we give our final thoughts, I want to get your guys' picks on ALCS and NLCS MVPs right now. Uh, I think okay. – go ahead. I'll, okay, I'll just I'll, – I'll start quickly, but – I'll just tell you right now, my predictions are usually the kiss of death. So don't take that. Just take these with a grain of salt. I'm like 0 for 20. But I mean, okay, AL. So do you want like if, if like any team were to win it or like right now? Either way, um, we can go with like I could because there could be one for like all four teams if they were to get there. But I, I mean, it's like, or you could just say the, the, the MVP of the series right now. Just say who you think it's going to be. 
So based on who you think the picks. Are All right. right. I mean, so, so far for the LCS, I think it's got to be a Rosarena. I think he's just, he's been the most consistent bat for the Rays. I think, I think you could even argue for maybe like a Kevin Kiermeyer just for his defense and his overall, his way that he's been playing in the series. Uh, National League, uh, I mean, Freddie Freeman uh, is a very good candidate. He's had, he's had, he had a couple great games in games one and two, but I would probably say I'd give it to Albies um, for his two home runs in games one and two, the game one that kind of sealed it. And then the game two that really, that basically sealed it again. Uh, so I, I'd go with the Rosarena and Albies as my two MVPs right now. Oh, I'm going to agree with the Rosarena. I think that as long as they don't really, really mess us up, I think he's got that. I'm going to go a little different, though. I think the Dodgers are going to win. I think Corey Seager is going to uh, – I think I think he's going to have stay hot, and I think he's going to come out with the NLCS MVP. Yeah, I'll take – I mean, if we're – Orozarena has been the one consistent hitter for the race so far, although – just to go off the board a little bit, I mean, if we're talking in terms of what's been able to stifle Houston so much, again, it's it's been able to be their defense and the bullpen for the Rays. I mean, if you're giving out just like team MVP awards, I mean, they both of those aspects have been two of the biggest keys to what's kept Houston from being able to put up, you know, any really big run totals. I mean, even the one win they had, they was only, you know, they only won like what, five, three, five to four. So it wasn't even that big of a, you know, it wasn't like an offensive explosion. Um but yeah, I'll probably I'll take a Rosario since he has been the one consistent bat for the Rays. Uh, and then for the yeah for the NL series, that's you know what I'd be tempted to say. I mean, if the, again, if I feel like if Kershaw wins tonight, I think the Dodgers would take that in the best two out of, two out of three series at that point. I might be tempted to say him because he would have then had probably the biggest impact in the series. Because again, I feel like this is the Dodgers season tonight. I'd be tempted to take even for just one game. I'd be tempted to take him just simply because if he's able to win tonight, that's gonna that in my mind that would propel them for the rest of the series. Um, other than that, though, probably go with a bat. I'll say I'll go with I'll go. Up to, I'll, I'll go. You know, I'll go with an old reliable guy. I'll, I'll go with you know. If, I'll say if they win tonight, I'll go with uh, with Mookie Betts. I'll go with Mookie Betts making some plays in the next few games to get them to get them over Atlanta. For me, I kind of agree with Darren about the Rays Astro series that it's been the Rays defense and pitching that's won all these the first three games for them. <clears throat> so I'm gonna go with someone on that side of the ball. I'm gonna go with Yarborough who uh, came out of the, he started Game Three for the Rays. He's normally their long reliever. Uh, he's their go-to guy. Um, Pretty much, uh, they lean on him in any sort of pickle uh, after st- uh, early in the game or mid game, and he proved he proved himself as a starter too against some of the hottest bets in baseball. So I'm gonna go with him, and then NL side, I think the Braves are gonna do it. So and I agree with Michael. Uh, it's been the Albies show so far. I mean Freddie Freeman and Acuna have been good too they've got hits from a lot of guys but Albies two home runs were just absolutely clutch so I'm gonna have to go with Albies and I think he's the type of guy that thrives off of um that energy in late game situations so I think he uh if the Braves find themselves in close games again I think Albies will have a lot more clutch hits 
I'm going to have to agree. I'm going to go Rosarena and Albies. Um, so I guess I think Michael was the one that had that combination. Um, I think that Rosarena has been clearly the best uh, hitter. I mean, I've watched some of these games with somebody that really wants the Astros to win. And every time a Rosarena comes up with guys on, they're like, oh, not this guy again. And that just kind of has been the entire time. Like, this Rosarena has been so hot for them. And that's a piece that I think if the Rays are able to win this series, that he's going to be the guy that'll do it. And for the Braves, Ozzie Albies, I remember in game one, I was watching the game and they mentioned on the broadcast at some point where there was a stat that was brought up about how his last however many hits all went under 200 feet or some number that was like, and it was like, and I said, watch, he's going to hit a home run here in this at bat. Well, he didn't, but then he hit one in the ninth inning and I was, and I came walking down the stairs to where I was watching it before with my family and I just give a look at them and they just kind of acknowledged and they were like, one at bad too late. But it, as you guys kind of said, the clutch moments, Albies really has shined off that his entire career. Uh, Dansby Swanson's another guy that could have a big impact. He usually plays well in the big moments all the way back from him at Vanderbilt. Um, when he was in the college world series, he plays well in big moments. And I think that the Braves, I've got a feeling, I think the Braves might be able to finish this off, but if, if the Dodgers can win tonight, the Braves might be in some trouble. But does anybody have any final thoughts before we sign off and tell our World Series preview? Just still waiting on that no-hitter. That's it. I will say this. If Kershaw is going to win the MVP with only throwing one game, I think you'd have to throw a no-hitter to do it. Yeah, that'd be, that would be – yeah. That, it would be the it's, – it's the perfect time for it. They need it. They need it. Yeah, they do. Kershaw, this is your Kodak moment. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go, man. <laughs> but right. yeah, um, my World Series prediction is still the same as it's been this entire time. I have, I'm going to go raise Dodgers, even though I just picked Albies to win the MVP. So I'm kind of contradicting myself. But <laughs> Oh, you have to. Yeah, you can't switch that now. <laughs> no, actually, the I've been – I was – I was very convinced that the Braves were going to win this in five or six until after last night. And it just gave me the vibes from last year when they got smoked by the Cardinals. And uh, so I've, I've lost a little bit of faith. I think if it goes seven, I like the or I like the um, Braves' chances. But I do think that they're, if Kershaw is a dominant performance tonight, that they just win four straight, win it in six. Um, so I – I'll go raise Braves, actually. Sorry about that, everyone. Um, and then I'll have Rays winning it all in that series, probably in six. Yeah, I think it'll be really interesting. I think we're going to dive into that a lot. I'm excited to dive into that a lot before on our episode before the World Series just to kind of break down, like, who we think has the advantage in what aspect between, like, pitching and defense and all that other stuff, like, it's going to be a fun breakdown episode, and we will be back here with that in a few days with these series is going really, really quick. Um, so we'd like to thank you for watching or listening to the Warning Track podcast here on Impact 89 FM. My co-host, Darren Badoon, 
Liam Jackson, Jared Ramsey, and Michael Markoch. I'm Zach Sterdenik. Thank you guys for listening.